0: had long been suspected by the authorities of aiding the communist guerrillas with food and shelter. It was not that the villagers approved of the invaders, but simply that the savage reprisals that could follow any refusal of aid were more intimidating to contemplate than the possibility of having fines or other collective punishments imposed by the British. They were not warlike people. Their villages were often isolated. The British forces were scattered. In the past, glib official assurances that the police and army were at last gaining the upper hand and able to protect the outlying areas from the terrorists had been given too often, and too often proved baseless. Now the villagers believed only what they saw themselves, or what they had seen by their own people. Dead terrorists had to be shown to be dead. The burial party was in the nature of a morale-building or public relations device. Garija found the head tapper and explained what was wanted. Two men from each of the four neighboring villages and picks and shovels. Then he went to the Malay sergeant and secured a guide. Within twenty minutes, the party was ready to move. The head tapper was obviously hoping to go with it, but Garija sent him off with the truck and the remaining men to the work areas. He had decided to take charge of the burial party himself. The action had taken place in a deep gully carved out of the red laterite hillside by the monsoon rains and flanked on both sides by bamboo thickets, tree ferns, and dense tangles of croton undergrowth. It was a natural route for men to use on that otherwise trackless hillside, and a perfect site for an ambush. There were ten bodies there, four within a few feet of one another, and the rest scattered along the gully for a distance of some twenty-five yards. It was easy to see what had happened. Concealed in the undergrowth along both lips of the gully, the patrol had been able to open fire at point-blank range without fear of hitting each other or the smallest chance of missing the enemy below them one or two of the dead men were lying in attitudes which suggested desperate split-second attempts to claw their way to cover behind the roots of a fallen tree. One had been hit in the back as he turned to run. One, the farthest away, had tried to return the patrol's fire. There were empty shells scattered on the ground by him, but he was as dead as the rest. Nobody in the patrol had been hit. The two Malay soldiers left on guard were squatting on their heels by a sternal fuel stove, heating cans of tea and smoking. They took no notice of the burial party. Beside them, on a ground sheet, were stacked the arms and equipment collected from the dead—machine pistols, boxes of ammunition and road mines, and canvas belts with pouches containing hand grenades— The soldier who had guided the party from the compound joined his friends at the stove. Garija knew that they would not help with the digging unless he told them what Lieutenant Haines had said, but he made no attempt to do so. During his brief inspection of the gully, he had made two small discoveries. They had aroused his curiosity and made him wish to know more about the dead terrorists. He put the burial party to work and sat down on the ground nearby. The first thing he had noted was the fact that, although the bodies had been searched and stripped of all arms and equipment, there had been no cooking utensils of any kind found on them. This meant almost certainly that they were within a day's marching distance of their camp, which meant, in turn, that they had probably been living off one or more of the four villages near the estate. They would be known, if only by sight, to at least two members of the burial party. His second discovery had to do with the arms and equipment. He was sure that the machine pistols were new. Not new in type, necessarily, but newly acquired. His father had been a subedar in the British Army, and Garija had spent his childhood in barracks and cantonments. He knew the look of a new gun, and how soon it acquired the patina of use from normal cleaning and handling, at least three of the machine pistols on the ground sheet had been so recently unpacked and so little used and cleaned that traces of brown preservative grease were still visible on them. The ammunition boxes, the mines, and the grenades were also new. The grenades were of an